Hi, this is Weed. And this is Cliff. Thanks for listening to the new Weed and Cliff podcast. It's a collection of things we think are interesting, and we hope you enjoy our take on them. And if you do, please consider clicking that Support the Podcast button over on the other side of the page. Thanks again for listening to the new Weed and Cliff podcast. It seems like a natural thing to do to close out 2020, put a collection of things away for future generations to open just to see how bad this year was. Perhaps that's why students at Penn State University just buried a time capsule to be opened in the year 2070. They got the idea after finding one left in 1949 during campus renovations. But this time, they buried it under a plaque so people will actually be able to find it 50 years from now instead of just stumbling across it like this one was that was just open. In the time capsule, they placed hand sanitizer, masks, photos, and a commencement program for an event that never happened. No word on whether or not they expect the 2020 dumpster fire to be still smoldering when the thing is open 50 years from now. They forgot toilet paper. They forgot toilet. Well, there probably really wasn't any to go around now, was it? Well, there probably was toilet paper? Yes. (laughs) Cliff, did you happen to hear any of the AP news? I heard some of it, yes. Did you hear, I think I heard this right, that uh, President-elect Joe Biden plans to give out 100 million shots in the first 100 days of his administration? Is that what he said? That's what he said. I heard them talking about Joe Biden, but I didn't hear the details. Well, I'm telling you, Cliff, if he's buying, I'm drinking. That's a lot of booze right there, 100 million shots of stuff. I mean, that's a bunch. It's a different kind of shot. (laughs) <laughs> oh, it's the vaccine shot. Yeah, yeah. It's oh. not like, you know, booze. Oh, it's was, a vaccine. That kind of describes my checking account this morning, Cliff. <laughs> How's that? Like a wrecking ball. <laughs> I've been looking at my bank statement on my phone yeah. here. Yeah. It appears that during the holiday season, yeah. I've become dollar-betic for some reason, Cliff. <laughs> <laughs> well, yesterday, Cliff, Yes. something... Um, well, it happened near the end of our program. I didn't get a chance to say anything about it. Okay. This is just a taste of what our wonderful 11 listeners are actually like deep down inside. Okay. If you recall, Cliff, I was going to mention a story about Dolly Parton, and I was trying to stretch things, and I decided to not do that story. Yep. And I was looking for a long song. Yes. And I found Chris Stapleton's song, if you recall. I do. And it was called Starting Over, and as soon as it started playing, the text message came in, and it was from Matt from over in uh, Mount Carmel. Okay. And he wrote, oh, what a good choice that is. And I went, hold it now, in my reply. <laughs> yeah. You say that as if some of the choices I make song-wise <laughs> are kind of bad. Well, <laughs> I mean, that's that's kind of what that leads you to believe, yeah. And Matt's reply to that was, <laughs> now remember... I said, yep. you say that as if some of my choices are bad. Yep. And he says, well, there is your haircut. Now, there's no need to go there. Is there, Cliff? Really? I can't help it. My head shaped like this and the hair kind of... I mean, that's that's pretty well the haircut you're stuck with. That's yeah. pretty, yes. The only thing I can do besides being completely bald and I'm too lazy to shave every day. So, Matt, I'm sorry you don't like my haircut. <laughs> Never thought I'd say that to a dude before in my life, Cliff. <laughs> We now some very good news on the pandemic front as we near the end of a year filled with bad. In the UK, they're giving out the actual real coronavirus vaccine to actual real patients. Not a clinical trial, mind you, the real thing. Just approved for use in England. And yes, because supplies are limited, they are starting with those most at risk and moving outward from there. 
It's the Pfizer COVID-19 vaccine, the one that the FDA said yesterday, trial data shows it works well, giving strong protection regardless of the race, age, weight, or whatever of whoever gets it. Yesterday morning, health officials and TV networks in England marked the occasion of the first patient getting the real vaccine by airing the events live. First patient, deemed patient 1A by health officials, was a 90-year-old woman named Margaret Keenan. She didn't say much while getting the dosage, and neither did the next person who got the shot. Surprisingly, though, because the second patient to get the vaccine in England was a man named William Shakespeare. No, not that one. Although the playwright survived the Black Death in England, he died still 400 years ago. The William Shakespeare who got the shot yesterday is an 81-year-old retired dude who was born in the same region that the writer was and may or may not be related. They're not really sure. He could have said on live TV afterwards that the shot was much ado about nothing and that it was the sign of the end of the winter of our discontent. He could have said if Mrs. Keenan was patient 1A, he was 2B or not to be, he could have said to the hospital staff when leaving afterward that parting is such sweet sorrow. He could have said some are born great, some achieve greatness, and some have greatness thrust upon them. But perhaps he realized that brevity is the soul of wit, and and he just said he was pleased to have gotten the shot. <laughs> you put a lot of work into that, didn't you, Cliff? Did, actually, yeah, yes. yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> and you missed, um, you yep. missed patient number three there standing in line. <laughs> Who was patient three? Mary Poppins was number three, Cliff. <laughs> Cliff, did you see that story out of uh, South Carolina in the lake? They pulled out that nine-pound goldfish. No. Yes. <laughs> I saw it on my phone. There was yeah. a guy there, all yeah. cheesy, with this giant goldfish in his hands on the shore. Yeah. Okay. I had no idea that a goldfish could possibly grow that big. Did you? Well, I, I, I mean, I know they get pretty large. It's really dependent upon the size of the space that they have to live in. Um, so basically, living in a pond or a lake, they're kind of um, unrestricted on, you know, what what they could grow to. In an aquarium, it's a lot smaller, so they don't get near as big. That's why they don't get big? Yeah. Oh, nine pounds, though. I mean, that's quite impressive. <laughs> Can you imagine, Cliff? Yeah. How big your toilet would have to be to flush a nine-pounder down that thing? <laughs> I mean, that's the super deluxe edition, isn't it? I think, you know, basically you'd have to go to Taco Bell for that. (laughs) Oh, my. It always comes around to two. Here's Billy Currington. I know, Uh I know. 2020 has delivered virtually nothing of value since it started a little over 11 months ago. (laughs) You're absolutely right. I'm telling you, and... That could change, though, and I can't believe I'm saying this. Okay. That could change due to the Lifetime Network. Oh, good Lord. I know. What could the Lifetime Network possibly contribute to 2020? Well, they've got a mini-movie coming out. It's only 15 minutes long, which is a blessing there. (laughs) And it stars Mario Lopez. Yeah. As, get this, Cliff... Yeah. A young and sexy Colonel Harlan <laughs> Sanders. That's right, as in the Kentucky Fried Chickens, Colonel Sanders. And he's coming to a town, and a young yeah. heiress is there, yeah. already spoken for yeah. by another man that her mother wants her to marry. Yeah. But he ri- arrives with his secret fried chicken recipe <laughs> and a dream. And the name of this cliff is yep. 
a recipe for seduction. Oh, 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 oh. <laughs> oh, subtitled. I just threw up in my mouth a little bit. Yeah, I think so. <laughs> good morning, everyone. Oh, it's good to be back. Truck driver is back on the job. <laughs> Who is that, Cliff? Uh, I don't remember. <laughs> the voice sounds vaguely familiar, but I will say one thing. <laughs> What's that? The show was a lot better when he wasn't around. <laughs> well, was, we, we've had a lot of comments the last uh, couple yes. of days about that, Cliff. You're right. Cliff, before I play this yes. next song, it comes with yes. this warning label. How's that? Oh, warning label? Yes. Okay. okay, here we go. I'm not a fan of that particular style of music. All right, that's what we're going to find out whenever we start playing this. <laughs> okay. So here's Sam Hunt and Make You Miss Me. <laughs> no. We, there's only 22 days left before the end of 2020, and that's plenty of time to fit in one more thing that will make this year the most memorable ever, although in a nightmarish sort of way. The Georgia Department of Natural Resources says there's something now in the wild there threatening not so much people as wildlife, particularly birds who nest on the ground, although there is the possibility that the invasive species could transmit disease. And what do we need more to finish the year than... A new one of those. Oh, I don't know. How about a giant lizard invasion? The Argentine black and white tegu can grow up to four feet long and weigh 10 pounds, and they're now invading the American Southeast. So it's clear, well, it's not clear how they were released into the wild, but they are illegal to keep as pets. So far, the lizards have been spotted as far north as South Carolina. So if you had giant lizard invasion on your 2020 bingo card, you might be a winner. Boy, I'm getting close and close to a bingo here, Cliff. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> if we have a locust attack, I'm in. I think it's too cold right now, though. Yeah, I think you're right. It's, I think we're gonna we're gonna get that year over with without the locusts. <laughs> <laughs> I'm beginning to wonder if uh, perhaps some of our contests yeah. aren't very good here on this program. I'm just. What was your first hint? I'm getting a little feeling of that on the uh, Weed and Cliff Christmas music bracketology game going on. Yeah. Maybe it's the name of it. I don't know, Cliff, but it's over at weedandcliff.com. Yeah. And you only have until 9 o'clock this morning to vote for the first yeah. round. You're absolutely right. And the votes have not been pouring in by any stretch of the imagination. <laughs> and we have a little problem at the very bottom of yeah. the list of songs that you need to select, which one yeah. you like the best. Yeah. Reese's against Reese's is tied up at five votes apiece, Cliff. We yeah, can't have a tie there. Because that was a test vote that I put in there when I was coding the uh, web page. Yes, and we decided yeah. we'll just leave it in there. You just leave it. That's too much trouble to take out. And yeah. nobody's going to see it anyway. <laughs> so go to weedandcliff.com before night. Participate yeah. in it. What are you going to yeah. get out of it? Nothing. Not a darn thing. Nothing. <laughs> well, Cliff, perhaps I shouldn't reveal my selections in the future. Why is that? It seems that no one is calling in at 812-386-1250 to participate because they're scared of losing and hearing my selection. <laughs> <sighs> I should maybe hide that back, Cliff. Or perhaps. So that nobody I mean, knows. Yeah. I can't believe it. Not even Phil McCracken is calling in this morning. Oh, 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 we've, 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 got, we've got a brave listener. Okay. Excellent. Here we go, Cliff. All right. Hi, who's this? Jeremy Kitchell. Jeremy. What was the first name of Jeremy? 
Yes. And where are you from, Jeremy? Carlisle. From Carlisle. All right, Jeremy, have you got a favorite song or two of Christmas that you'd like to uh, put up against mine? Anything you want, Christmas-wise. Yeah. How about I'll Be Home for Christmas? you like that one? I like that one. All right. Well, we'll put that one up. That's your selection, Jeremy. It's by Glenn Campbell, okay? All right. And you're going against mine, which is Bare Naked Ladies and Sarah McLaughlin. God rest ye merry gentlemen. I'm going to give you these four different towns and the states they're in, Jeremy. You get all four of these right, and we're going to hear your selection, okay? All right. You miss one of them. We're hearing mine. Here we go. Number one, is this real or did I just make this up? Santa Claus, Indiana. That's real. All right, that's okay. one. Yep. Mm-hmm. Number two, Noel, Missouri. Yes. That's real? Yes. All right, that's two right. He's getting right. close, Cliff. He's, he's halfway there. Number three, Jeremy. Yeah. Rudolph, Wisconsin. Yes, that's real. Wow. Wow. One, one more. more one more, yeah. and you're the winner. Here we go. Santa Claus, Georgia. No. That's made up is what you're saying. Yes. Actually, that's real. <laughs> oh, no. oh, you were that close. But thank you for playing this morning, okay? <laughs> thank you. Thank you. Bye-bye. So, so, so close. close. So close. We could have heard, I'll be home for Christmas. Glenn Campbell, that's one of my favorite ones. Oh, oh my gosh. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. There wasn't one complaint that was texted in to us at 81238. Go ahead. It's funny how that works. It's almost like the text line is a complaint service. <laughs> yes, it is. And there wasn't one, was there? No, no. So people, uh, people never, um, you know, say, text in, hey, you guys are doing a good job. I really appreciate it. No, they just call in to complain. That's okay. And and I'm going to throw out there as well. You couldn't tell by that recording if they were bare naked or not. Okay, I wasn't even picturing that. <laughs> Stop that. But I will say this, Cliff. Yeah. You and I. Yes. Know someone who's very very famous right now. That's oh, you're right. Yes. And he uh, owns and a weenie wagon. That's right. And in fact, I have once I found this out, I sent it on to Max Armstrong. It's that significant to be covered on you know his Midwest digest. I think so too. Yes. Of course, we're speaking about Mike Wilson. Mike Wilson from Wabash County. Yes. Now, what's Mike one actually, Cliff? He has been named the National Certified Crop Advisor Conservationist of the Year. Of the Year. Yes. And by the way, that's not just a you know award that they hand out, uh, you know, um, on the side of the road. That's a national award. That's pretty impressive. He gets like money for that. No kidding. Oh, no, yeah. Oh, yeah. He's going to get, yeah, there's money. And if you look at their website, you, you'll you see that he uh, he's going to get uh, some uh, some money and a plaque and basically a lot of, you know, some of those pats on the back that you get if we could all get together and do that. <laughs> wow. You yeah. think possibly, Cliff, Mike could uh, slip me an autograph? Or do I have to go to eBay and buy one of them from him? <laughs> you might have to buy one on eBay, yeah. Let's work on that. We'll see if we can get... Uh, right. Maybe somebody just, listening has an autograph of Mike's they well, can that give us. that could be. I mean, just be careful if you get one. It doesn't say Uncle Fester. <laughs> <laughs> well, congratulations, Mike. Well deserved. Absolutely. That's fantastic. Yes. You know, Cliff, it's weird how when you're uh, listening to a couple of songs back-to-back, 
yeah. your mind starts to wander and go to places it probably shouldn't be going, at least mine does. <laughs> okay. I was sitting here thinking while Jordan yeah. Davis was singing mm-hmm. and Gene Autry before that, you know, if they ever, ever legalize marijuana in the southern states, you know, okay. where you can buy it anywhere down south. Yeah. Do you think they will bread it and deep fry it before they serve <laughs> it to you? <laughs> That was on my mind, Cliff. No, I mean, well, I mean that's kind of strange, but you know, now that you've mentioned it, it my mind's going to go that direction. It means if you go in and you order marijuana in the morning, they're going to serve it with grits on the side, whether you ask for that or not. <laughs> yes, <laughs> sweet tea. <laughs> By brunch, they'll be yeah. frying that stuff and saying, no, "Here right. you go, <laughs> have a little of this." It's time now for take it to the bank. Okay, Cliff, have you seen? the uh, National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation before? I believe I have, but it's been a long time. I don't remember a lot about it. All right. Well, I won't ask you then. I I did find three facts on here, and two of these three I actually remember. I couldn't remember the third one ever happening. One of the facts was there's a scene in there where a uh, cat chews through the electric wires for Christmas, and the cat gets electrocuted. Yes. And that was almost cut out of the movie because Warner Brother executive said, no one's going to like that. <laughs> and that actually is the number one top rated thing of the whole movie that people yeah. love is the cat mm-hmm. getting electrocuted. The other <laughs> thing is, this is a Christmas music, a Christmas movie, and Christmas Day is never actually seen. The film ends on Christmas Eve. Okay. But the third one, Cliff, was kind of yeah. sneaky. There's a point in there where Clark and Cousin Eddie are drinking eggnog together. Yeah. And they're drinking it out of Wally World mugs. Of course, that yeah. being the motivation for their first excursion when they went to a National Lampoon's uh, vacation. Remember that one? <laughs> oh, yeah, where they drove all the way across the country to go to a um, some kind of a park that was closed when they got there. <laughs> Wally World. Wally World. That yes, was it. Yeah. And so they I don't snuck all the details, but yeah, they snuck uh-huh. that in the movie, and yeah. all of that you can take to the bank. Way earlier this morning, Cliff, you mentioned yeah. a story about uh, the second person to get one of those COVID nineteen shots over in England. Yes, a, a man named William Shakespeare. Yes, <laughs> and I read after that, Cliff, yeah. Queen Elizabeth is also going to be one of the first recipients well, if she hasn't already been shot. Well, I don't mean shot. Let's not <laughs> yeah, get that started. She, I mean, yeah, you know, yeah. <laughs> the shot. I mean, and she, and she fits into the age range uh, of pro- providing the most at-risk, in terms of age, uh, citizens, the first shots. Yeah, she's like 93 or 94 or something like yeah. that. I'm yep. sure Prince Charles is disappointed. It's like, come on. <laughs> I'm never going to get there. Nope. They're going to skip right on over you. Yep. Cliff, was there anything said today? Phrases of a day start with number three. It's not like booze. It's the vaccine kind of shot. (laughs) Important to remember going forward. Yes, that's true. Number two, a giant lizard invasion. And the number one morning roadshow phrase for today, a recipe for seduction. (laughs) That just sends chills down my spine, Cliff. I got to say, it's a good thing that movie, if you want to call it a movie, about a young and sexy Colonel Sanders, is only 15 minutes long. If it was any longer, it would be way more than just a little vomit in the back of my throat. 
Oh, I <laughs> yeah. Uh, let's try wow. it tomorrow. Yeah. Uh, what was the name <laughs> right. of that again? A recipe for seduction. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Thanks, Cliff. My pleasure. If there's something you'd like to hear us talk about, go to weedandcliff.com and click the Contact Us button and send us a message. Thanks again for listening to the new Weed and Cliff podcast.